Welcome in to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast. You got your host, Caleb, and we got Devin. What's up, brother? Hey, how's it going, man? Good. Guys, we uh, didn't get to wrap up some questions from last episode, so we're going to knock a couple of those questions out. We don't want to let them think that we just forgot about them. We don't care. So we're going to answer some of those here in a second. We got some way too early takes. All right, so these are just going to be some takes that we got. Don't. Don't go crazy with them because they're way too early takes. So it's just things that we think that people could be moving into the top 24 this year or possibly moving out. And then we're going to wrap up some of our rookie quarterbacks um, that's coming into the draft. So let's go ahead, brother, and uh, jump in with these questions. So one of the questions that we got from a George Hill. Thanks, brother, for uh, sending in your question, George. And it looks like depending on Watson's suspension... Okay, so we got a preface. Uh, pending on Watson's suspension, could Amari Cooper be a top wide receiver? Ooh. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm I think so. Yeah, I mean, even here's the thing: even if Watson is suspended, say what six games, eight games? I mean, obviously, we know the NFL isn't going to you know fully pursue this like they do you know gamble or you know betting. We figured that out. <laughs> yeah, we figured that out. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, Cooper definitely al- some standards. Cooper already is. An, a ridiculous wide receiver. I mean, we've seen it when he was back with the Raiders, you know, we've seen it there in Dallas. I mean, yep. he, he, he commands, you know, the ball, he knows how to, you know, juke a defensive back. He's a very, very, very good receiver. And yeah. I mean, we still don't know what the situation is going to be there too. Are the first six to eight games, if Watson is suspended, is it going to be Baker throwing? Are we going to have <laughs> Jacoby? We, we don't know, you know? Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes anyways. But I mean, as far as that offense goes, you already have a ridiculous one, two punch in Chubb and hunt. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. already going to have to stack the box, you know, just to prevent anything from that. And then with the weapons that they have there on offense that, I mean, there's still rumor that, you know, Landry could end up back there. OBJ might end up back there. You know, who knows what will happen, you know, with Watson, everyone wants to play there. Um, but that being said, yeah. I, I mean, I think, yeah, easily Amari Cooper is going to be top 10. I think easy. Yeah, George, I'm just going to let you know. I think this is a stupid question um, and that's fine. <laughs> but I, I just don't think, I think based off of, I think the, I think the biggest reason this question has got brought up is because there was times in Dallas where he just disappeared, mm-hmm. you know, just heavily just disappeared. You, you didn't even know where Amari Cooper was. There was games where it was like, has he even had a reception yet? And no, he hasn't. And it's like the fourth quarter. So what is going on? So I get it. I mean, he finished almost, he finished at the 27th um, in PPR last year. And that's not great. He, he played 15 games. You know, so I, I get it. It, it. It's, he had a bad, he had a bad year. Okay. But that does not mean that Amari Cooper isn't a number one. He is, and he'll be a number one on this team. So I don't, I don't think that's a question. I don't even think it matters that if Jacoby Brissett is in there or if it is Deshaun Watson, I'm not even playing the Baker game. I don't know what the heck's going to happen and I could care less for him. So if it's Watson or Jacoby, I think he will be fine. So I don't see him, his draft stock changing. Um, unless he gets hurt or something weird happens. So, right. Um, we'll move on. Cause again, I would rather, uh, chat this next question than that one. Um, which is, uh, will Brees Hall command an offense? And, Ooh. um, 
I'm going to jump in with this one, man. Yeah, yeah, I, go for it. I, I feel that uh, this is getting brought up more and more and more, and people are so high on Brees Hall. Let's let's be honest, dude. He, guys, he is he's talented. He is, but there's also not a lot of talented running backs coming in. So let's see how talented he actually is. <laughs> you know, like it's you know if you stacked him up and you know a different draft class, where would we be drafting this guy? You know, is it, is it one of those things where like, you know, you look at because of how bad these quarterbacks are, you know, Malik, Malik Willis is kind of standing out. It seems like above others. Mm -hmm. So is it just because there's a lack of talent or is he going to be this good? It doesn't matter to me too much, but most of this just comes down to where he's going to land. Yeah. I mean, I think he is good. I think he'll be fine in the NFL. Again, I don't know. You know, when you watch the game, Phil, he looks really good. I mean, you know, Brock Purdy there, there wasn't much going on as far as the passing game. So they really needed to, to run the ball a lot and run it effectively. But it's all going to come down to landing spot for me. Because if he ends up going to, uh, let's see, like, I'm trying to think like Tampa or, you know, like right. where he's going to be sitting behind, behind somebody, someone like Fournette. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, because Tampa could use a running back because Fournette's not going to be, you know, incredible forever. And, you um, know, with the, the departure of Jones, <laughs> you know, they might need somebody to have that change of pace back for Fournette too. Exactly. You know? And that can still catch and not fumble the football like Kayshawn Vaughn. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it just, it really all depends. Or what if he goes to like Philadelphia because no one likes Miles Sanders mm -hmm. and I think he could immediately impact that team. Okay, so those are two different options. So on that, <laughs> let, let, let's just say of the teams out there, what teams do you think he could go out there and as this question asked, command the offense where he can go in and be that day one starter and, you know, make a difference in the offense? Because I can think of a few in mind, you know, myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm going to I'm going to keep saying it until they actually do something, which is Buffalo. Buffalo. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I think. I mean, for crying out loud, I keep saying Buffalo needs a running back and they just never do it. But Buffalo would be somebody that would be very intriguing and putting him in that offense is, is a little mind boggling. Like as far as Holy crap, I mean, I mean this it, could be incredible. In all reality, a good running back is all that offense is really missing too. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, single, yeah. and well, they're missing an, you know, go ahead, brother. You're good. No, no, you're good. I was just gonna say, I mean, Singletary has proven time and time again that he's not the guy. And then they went and right. brought in uh, who was the other running back they had there Zach too. Moss. Yeah. Moss. And you know, Moss had a little bit of flashes from time to time, you know, but you know, once again, he just, it's not doing what they want. And obviously they know that. Cause you know, like we talked about in the last episode, when we brought up um, Antonio Gibson, you know, they went out there and they tried to get JD McKissick. So they know they mm -hmm. need a different option at running back, which kind of surprised yeah. me that they didn't go after someone like Ronald Jones or even Marlon Mack who just signed with the Texans, you know, with those kind of options mm -hmm. out there. Um, right. It makes which me the Texans. That's another option. That, correct. That's that. I agree. You know, Max <laughs> coming off that ACL, he didn't quite look the same great. And he didn't get a lot of options last year with the Colts, you know, with Taylor being Taylor. Um, yeah. Another big team I could almost see would be the Falcons. Granted, I know they have a lot mm -hmm. of other needs that they need to address too. Um, but you know, he, he would possibly be a good fit. I mean, you have what um, I'm trying to think the old guy that's the running back there for him. Cordell Patterson. Well, they've got Patterson, but then they also had, um, one other guy. I just lost his name too. Wow. Uh, uh, 
One second. Yep. Um, I can't think of it either. But um, yeah, Mike Davis was was he was he the one? Oh. Yeah, Davis. But you yeah. know, and he yeah. he obviously is not the same Mike Davis he used to be. And you know, so I I think that would possibly be another good option for him. Um, but I mean, outside of that, you're sure you're going to add a one two punch somewhere, kind of have like a Kareem Hunt and um, Jesus Christ, I can't think of anything today. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Thank you. Nick Chubb, you uh, <laughs> have that one, two punch. So you might have a team that wants to do something like that. Obviously that's going to, mm-hmm. um, I know one other one that we had kind of talked about, maybe someone like Tennessee, you know, give, yeah. give a change of pace to Derrick Henry. You know, he coming off that broken foot last year, you know, he's uh, used to 2000 carries a season, you know, bring that down a little bit for him and, you know, just, yeah. kind of, you know, maybe give that new change of pace and that new, weapon that they could maybe try and let learn from the best in the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It'll definitely be interesting, but I think at the end of the day, it just all depends on where he lands. So that's it guys. Um, All right. So moving on from there, we've got our way too early takes. So again, this is basically just going to be us chatting just a couple pieces. We each picked one. So we're going to first chat someone that finished outside the top 24 that could possibly move into the top 24. And then after that, we're going to do, a bust who we think has finished inside that, you know, top 24 that could move outside the top 24. So here's my thing. Someone moving in, I think it's a little bit of a stretch, but you know, this poor guy <laughs> plague had some injuries issues. We, we, I get it. He definitely had some injury issues last year and Lamar Jackson, obviously being on and off the field um, did not help. But I really think Rashad Bateman if everything can be healthy and he can, he can stay healthy. Lamar can stay healthy. And even JK Dobbins coming back can stay healthy. I think Rashad Bateman has a very, very good chance of finishing in the top 12. He finished at the wide receiver 70, believe it or not. He only played in 12 games. He had 515 and a touchdown. I think all of that can skyrocket. What do you think about that? one? No, I, I agree. I was very high on Bateman um, coming into all of my rookie drafts. Um, I actually, mm-hmm. if I remember right, I think I stole him in one of my drafts as I, as I look at it, I want to say I got him in like the late second, maybe even early third in one of my rookie drafts. Mm-hmm. And obviously I know he was coming off that injury from college, you know, and so a lot of people wanted to stay away from them. They want people that they can start right off the bat, but he's a big bodied target. Um, Lamar, yeah. Obviously, exactly. And Lamar is obviously going to stretch the field and use his legs, you know, Um, but he needs that big body receiver. I mean, obviously, he has Andrews and we've seen what Andrews can do, but Andrews isn't that big body downfield target. And that's what he's going to have with Bateman. And I just I I could definitely see Bateman, especially now that they're, you know, that he's been healthy. Him and Lamar get that real connection going. I can definitely see that being, you know, a very, very interesting take. All right, brother, what do you got? So Who's your, uh, so I'm going in top I, I, I'm, I'm going to go a little different on position here, you know, where you took the wide receiver, you know, I looked at some all receivers, right, I right. looked tight ends, I looked, you know, running backs, everything. But for me, there's one quarterback that I think just kind of stands out. And the biggest, oh the biggest reason for this is, I mean, I know where you're going. I think we brought in linemen <laughs> like Teron Armstead, you know, uh, yeah. you know, you, you go in and you get a better <laughs> running back and, um, Chase Edmonds. Thank you. Chase Edmonds. And then you bring in Tyreek Hill. So now you have Waddle and Hill. You also have Raheem Mostert there too. Um, You have an absolutely ridiculous speed from every which angle. 
Um, yeah. You know, obviously there's been some rumors that um, Armstead said he's going to try and get a hold of Breeze. Two and Breeze have very similar throwing patterns. Um, you know, try and have them kind of link up. Something like that would be huge. But just the fact that you can throw the ball and dish it off to a guy like Tyreek, who we've seen time and time again, can just break tackles and run because no one's catching him. But now you have Waddle mm-hmm. with it, too, that can do that. And Gasecki. Like that offense mm-hmm. just has weapon after weapon. And if Tua doesn't get within this top 24, heck, if Tua doesn't get within the top 12 on quarterbacks, if maybe even higher, like in my opinion, Miami's got to find a next, a better option next year. <laughs> like, I mean, that's just all there is to it because this offense should just be firing on all cylinders every single time they hit the field. Yeah. I, so I agree with your, your intake there for sure. I mean, this is make or break time for Tua. Yeah. Like, Dude, you're going into year three, and now you have all the weapons you need. Like, you shouldn't have any complaints. Your defense is still solid. I mean, it, it's go time. So, I do think that he definitely has a possibility of jumping. I th- for, for, for my hope for him, because I'm also happen to be left-handed, who love to play at the quarterback position, I want him to succeed so bad because like, I feel like us left-handed quarterbacks have such bad reps right now. Right. You know, Michael Vick was like the only person to make it work mm-hmm. and it was just because he was ridiculously fast. <laughs> so, you know, I really want Tua to be successful. I was a big fan of him. Um, not even just coming out of Alabama, but out of St. Louis high school in Hawaii. I watched him at the elite 11. Like he's, he's a good dude on and off the field. And I just want him to be successful. But now's the time to see it happen. Yeah. Like if I'm with you, if you can't do it this year, you can't do it any year. Yeah. Is, is that. Uh, all right. Let's go to our busts. Mine, I feel like is a given um, at this point. I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I have made this. I have been very outspoken about this <laughs> um, all last year, and I will be doing it all of this year as well. It is time for the Zeke Elliott train to stop. Yeah. I think Zeke Elliott, I think let's just let's just be real man he's he's one getting up there in age he's getting slower um and the emergence for me of tony pollard like tony pollard was very successful last year and watching some of these dallas games i would look and i'm just like why is tony pollard not getting the ball more like that simple yeah pollard he, he he should just do it he needs to be playing more yeah he's explosive like i mean he he takes oh, that first so step explosive. and he's just he he's just he knows what he's doing. He looks like Zeke of old, you know, like he, yep. it's almost, he doesn't have like a hesitate. I don't know if that's what it is with Zeke now, if that Zeke's trying to protect his body cause he's getting older or what it is. But yeah, Pollard, man, like they, they need to go with Pollard as that number one option. And then, you know, bring in Zeke as the two option. Like that's all there is to it with that <laughs> offense. And I mean, what's crazy is, I mean, Zeke Elliott did, he's still somehow finished in the top 10. That's fine. Um, you know, still a thousand, barely a thousand yard rusher. He had 10 touchdowns, you know, Pollard, uh, only had two, but that's, you know, my thing is, is Pollard was doing more work between the twenties than Elliot was. And then when they would get inside that red zone, then Elliot was taking over. So I think Pollard's touchdown totals could actually go up. Yeah. Uh, if they would actually utilize him a little bit better and people are like, Oh, well, size. Well, they're actually the same height. The only difference is, is Elliot has about 20 pounds on him, but dude, Ezekiel Elliott two thirty, like that's a big two thirty. Yeah. It's not like Saquon Barkley two thirty. It's like, yeah, he's getting a little bit of a belly. So, I mean, at least I he hasn't Eddie Pollard, Lacey man, did it yet, you know, but <laughs> he hasn't, he hasn't Eddie Lacey did, that's for sure. 
but dude, riddle me this, man. So uh, he had 130 attempts. I get that. So Zeke Elliott had almost 100 more attempts than he did. All right, so that's fair. But dude, Tony Pollard, 5.5 yards a carry. What was Zeke's? 5.5. Zeke was at 4.2. Yeah. Like, and what's crazy is that's actually better than it was last year. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not. But like, I mean, he, it, it, I just, I don't see, there was times where like, I look at Zeke Elliott, if he got in space, he couldn't, he's not going to break you a 60 yard run, mm-hmm. but Pollard will. Yep. Well, even receiving, um, I mean, what he had, uh, 46, uh, targets, 39 of those he caught. So, I mean, he's got a pretty high catch rate for 337 yeah. yards at 7.33 yards per target. I mean, that's, get had, you, that's basically a first yards. down. Exactly. Yeah. He had, he had more receiving yards than Elliot and Elliot had almost 10 more catches. Yeah. So it just shows you the versatility Tony Pollard can have. And guys, this is what's crazy. Dude, he's only 26. Yeah. He's only 26. Like I get it, but guys, he is slowing down fast. Pollard's 24 and I feel like he's just gaining momentum. So I, I think somehow this year, obviously with Amari Cooper going, um, this offense is definitely going to kind of shift a little bit. And I, I just can't see Zeke Elliott just being the dominant number one that he will, he has been for so many years. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't, I just can't see it. Well, so, well, uh, all right, brother, I, how about yours? I got a crazy one for you here too. And obviously the key word in our thing here was way too early takes because <laughs> the situation where we're in right now is probably not where we're at when we, you know, start the season, but well, for this guy, I think hopefully, right. right? But <laughs> I, I, I have falling out of the top 12 to 24 is DK Metcalf. <laughs> I mean, Dude, he, he, there's going to be some pissed off. people right? now. <laughs> Hear me out though, guys, hear me out. So he loses Russell Wilson. Obviously, yeah. that's a big arm throwing to you. He likes to go downfield and likes, you know, to stretch the ball out with you and lock it. But as of now, and obviously we have the draft coming. Um, I know the latest mock draft I actually saw the uh, Seahawks trading up with the Giants to go right ahead, of, right ahead of Carolina, and for them to take Malik Willis. You know, looking like that might be the option that they are going to want to go with. Obviously, mock drafts are just that mock drafts, but. Everybody in Seattle right now is talking about how Drew Locke's their guy. And if we go back to Denver last year, the top receiver for Denver that like played, I'm saying, you know, most games played the whole season for him was Cortland Sutton finished that wide, re- uh, wide receiver yep. 44. Obviously that's yeah, what we just talked about. Yeah. You know, and that's talking with yep. Bridgewater and Locke. So it's a little bit of both. Um, but I mean, and don't get me wrong. I understand DK is a better wide receiver than Cortland Sutton is, you know, much bigger size, better hands, speed, everything. But, but to me, just hands down, like, unfortunately, DK took the biggest hit of anyone. I think this fantasy season, just because losing Russell Wilson, like that's huge. Now, that Mm -hmm. being said, we do still have Jimmy G. We don't know what the situation with him is going to be. You know, he might end up, you know, coming and playing there, you know, even if they draft Malik Willis and they might, you know, you know, let him learn from that. You saw Baker Mayfield. We don't know that situation. Is he going to get cut by the Browns or the Seahawks or someone going to grab him? What's the deal going to be? You know, like I said, way too early right. take because we don't know. But if Drew Locke is that starter day one, DK Metcalf is in for a long season. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I like to think, you know, I like to think sometimes the receivers can make the quarterbacks better when you're really talented like a DK, but I, sometimes you just can't overcome bad quarterback play. Yeah. You just can't. And l- losing Russell Wilson, I, I'm 100% on board with this one, man. As disappointing as it is, because just to preface this, guys, I'm the dynasty owner of DK and in my dynasty league. And uh, I went like was so upset when I saw the Russell Wilson yeah. trade. And we kind of knew there was a possibility of it, but at the same time, like I was just like, Oh my God, what are they going to do? Oh crap. They got drew lock back. Well, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't know what to do from, from here on out. Um, I do know that drew lock does have a big arm. He does like to throw the ball downfield, but it's still drew lock. Man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, you know, and you know, as also an owner of DK in a couple leagues, I hope I'm wrong. I hope true luck. If that is the option or whatever they do, you know, we, we see something big out of it, but I just, I just, unfortunately, I think like he's the one guy that stands out to me. That's going to really take a hit and fall, you know, outside of where everyone's expecting him. Right. All right, guys. Well, let us know what your guys' thoughts are on DK, man. That's a, that's a big take. What about Zeke? And do you think Tua and Bateman can move into the top 24? If you disagree, well, sucks for you guys, but I definitely think that's going to, then that could definitely take, uh, take place. So um, real quick, we're going to also just chat a couple quarterbacks that um, we didn't really get to chat about last week. And uh, we got three here that we're really wanting to, um, to really spell out there for you. So one of the first ones is, and if you haven't heard the name, you need to go, go look him up as Carson Strong. Carson Strong out of Nevada. Dude, uh, this guy is a monster. I love it. I, I, I know that there's been talks about him possibly going to the Colts. Um, I know you, you, me and JT have talked about this. Mm-hmm. I, dude, I'm like, Hey man, if you guys get this guy, <laughs> like it's not going to be, it's not going to be bad for you. Um, I love the fact that his, his, uh, comp right now is the Ryan mallet with touch. Uh, that's exactly what he is. He is a big dude. He's six, four, not as big as Ryan Mallett. I think Ryan Mallett was like six, seven, but six, four, two fifteen. big, big boy. He can move. He can throw the ball deep. Um, I, I don't even know if I've seen someone this year throw a more perfect spiral than, than Carson strong. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just mesmerized at how he throws that ball. I mean, it's beautiful. And the thing is about so his throwing beautiful. too, is it's, he also, reminds me of Mahomes in a sense on th- certain things because his release is just effortless and he brings it from mm-hmm. such different angles, you know, kind of like how Mahomes has made some of those just crazy throws. I've, you know, I've, I've got to witness Carson strong do some of that same stuff. Um, I know you said uh, Ryan Mallet. I've also heard comparisons of him being like Drew Bledsoe, you know? So, I mean, there's mm-hmm. some big, you know, comparisons for him out there. The one thing that scares me with him is he has that medical history, you know? So you gotta, oh, you, my God, yeah. you know, you gotta watch out that for him um and you know he's had that unwillingness to get the ball out of his hands quickly um yeah i think you know as you've said you know and we've talked about a team like the colts who have one of the arguably the best offensive lines obviously we have some you know questions about left tackle still but um if you bring him into a team like that that has that good line that's going to help give him that extra second i think that's really going to help him Um, Mm -hmm. but one of the other things that I like about him, if you really watch some of the film on him is he's likes to 
he doesn't throw his receivers into a situation where they're going to get absolutely hammered and hurt their body. He, yes. he, he likes to yeah. keep them away from trouble. You know, he, he gets them in yes. a situation where they can stretch out, but they're also going to be safe at the same point in time. And I think that's huge on just being able to make sure that your team can make it with your entire roster through a season. Yeah. I let, let's preface that knee thing too, man, because like, you know, it's not like a meniscus issue. It's not, and I'm not going to try and say it because I can't, um, but basically what it is, is it basically comes down to bone on bone in his knee. He's had to have it cleaned out a couple times, but he played through this whole season, looked very good, even though there was some issues with it. If he didn't have this knee issue, I think he would be a first round. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I think he would probably easily. be the top guy in this, in this draft. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I think he's so talented. So I think it's almost, you know, for you guys not having a first round pick is kind of almost a blessing and to have him come in and work behind Matt Ryan would just be freaking insane yeah. for you guys. So I'd be all for it. Um, but we'll just obviously have to wait and see cause he could go early. Who knows? Um, next guy, Bailey Zappi. Um, if you guys have not heard this name, it's, one, I had to look up just to make sure I was going to say it right. Let's just, <laughs> let's throw, throw that out there. Cause, and I want to be that, you know, that guy saying I'm too, a uh, bunch of names wrong, but six, one, two twenty. um, you know, PFF has him pretty solid ranked out of Western Kentucky. The one thing that I want to throw out there is I watched this game the other day where he had, he threw for like 500 and something passing yards. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, I'm just watching him throw the ball and don't get me wrong guys. It is Western Kentucky. But dude, he throws the ball really well, man. Like he's, he had, I think in that game, he had the 55 dropbacks, which is ridiculous. Like he's had, I think in his whole entire career there or in his, his college career, 730 dropbacks. Oh, sorry. That was last year. 730 dropbacks last year, which basically broke records. Mm -hmm. He also had the most uh, touchdowns in the FBS as well. Um, so it's just crazy, man. I think he's a very talented thrower of the football. Um, the only thing that I we have to throw out there is he does not have the arm strength like some of these other guys in this draft. Um, his decision-making isn't the greatest. He's not as mobile, even though you'll see in some of his game film that he can move and run. It's just not always with great purpose. Uh, you know, so He's not going to outrun anybody in the NFL. Um, his pocket presence isn't the greatest. He took some really bad sacks in some of these games, but I do think that like with, you know, depending on where he could go and working behind another quarterback, uh, he could make something, but like, he's not going to be a starter this year. He's not going to probably be a starter in the next three years. Um, but I think he could, he could be a very high end backup quarterback that could be a fringe starter, uh, pending injuries and all these kind of things and could even accelerate into an, an actual NFL starter. Yeah. The, the one thing with him I'd say too, is um, sometimes his uh, delivery, it, it's too slow. You know, he takes too long to, yeah. you know, and I've noticed that in some of the film I was watching on him, he kind of gets stuck on his, um, his single side reads. You know, he, he's not real good about going through the whole, you know, the movement through it. And, you know, like you said, he, he just with that lacking that arm strength, I think he's going to have issues, you know, having that finesse pass, to, you know, to get through a defender in time. But I mean, he does have mm-hmm. a great deep ball touch, you know, like so even though he lacks that arm strength with what he does throw, he puts it right where it needs to be. Yeah, I, I will say like some of his deep ball throws, I was just kind of like, wow, great great position on where he landed those on those back shoulders and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, you know, I mean, he's just a gamer, man. Like at the end of the day, he's, he's a gamer. Yeah. And, and so is he could be something special, but I'm going to preface it right now. Like right now, if he was drafted, he's not going to get drafted probably insanely high. Um, I don't even know where PFF has him, where they're projecting him to go. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I don't think it says, um, but I'm sure it's not going to be in the top two or top three rounds, mm-hmm. maybe round four. But again, if he can go behind somebody and sit, he's going to be a high end backup and possibly a French starter that can turn into an NFL starter. If he can continue to improve on some of these things. Um, last big name. Um, well, I shouldn't say big name. Uh, last name that we want to chat about. It actually happened to be an accident. Somebody put it in our, uh, in our chat. <laughs> we were like, we we're like, who? Um, and then we both started watching film and we're like, Oh dude, love this guy. Yeah. Uh, that guy would be Cole Kelly. It's <laughs> so, a big um, quarterback. I don't think big's the right name. Uh, like <laughs> he should, he should probably be playing basketball or something. Bat- like maybe, maybe switch to tight end even, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like six foot seven, two fifty. Like, I mean, that's a big boy. Yeah, he is freaking massive. Um, not going to spend a ton of time on him, but dude, he was PFF actually had him graded at the fourth best quarterback coming out of southeastern Louisiana. Um, I mean, again, six seven two sixty. He is a big guy, but one of the things that I want to throw out there is he's a good throw over the football. But even at this size, dude, he can he can move mm-hmm. like he can move really well throughout that pocket. I saw him take some ten yard touchdowns and. Like he's not afraid to take hits because he's too freaking 60. Like yeah. you can hit him all. You're going to bounce off of him more than you're going to knock him over. Um, he's got really big, strong hands. I mean, seeing him go to like a cold weather uh, place, like don't worry about fumbling the football. Yeah. Like I think just one hand will cover like the whole entire football. <laughs> so, like, like, He's just something, somebody to watch out. He will not, again, he's not going to go high. He's going to no. be a late pick, Yeah, but just keep an eye on Cole Kelly because he is very, very good. <laughs> just at a small school. Yeah. And, and I think kind of like you said too, you know, he can make those big runs and stuff too. And he's not afraid to get hit because of his size, but sometimes it's almost like that's one of his downfalls because he doesn't want to climb the pocket. He doesn't feel that pressure. He, he doesn't really care because he knows mm-hmm. he can take that hit. So that's one of the things he's going to have to learn to adjust with, you know, to really play in, you know, today's NFL with how fast paced it is. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he's definitely, you know, I was really glad to see, you know, his name accidentally get thrown in there for us for us to kind of see some of that <laughs> tape. Like he, yeah. he, he's very intriguing. And, you know, I, I would almost like to see, you know, him go to, you know, somewhere like Buffalo and, you know, set behind, yeah. you know, set behind Allen and maybe be able to step in it, you know, heaven forbid, you know, Allen gets injured or something, but I, I would like to see something like, you know, him really get to learn the game and see what he could do. Yeah. I mean, again, he's not going to go high, but you know, I mean, he's just, he is good. And, and guys, let's, you know, everybody's like, well, small school, you know, small school. Here's the thing, you know, small schools. Yes. Defenses aren't going to be as good as if he was playing against someone like LSU or Alabama or, you know, one of, you know, SEC, ACC schools, whatever, right? Like big 10 with Ohio state. Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, these guys also don't have those types of wide receivers, those types of running backs, those types of offensive lines. Like, so just because it's a small school, if I'm looking at a guy that's still dominating in a small school, he still has talent. Like, and this guy, dude, 74% completion percentage. And, And once again, never to compare certain people to things, but 
we must not ever forget the 199th pick of the draft was Tom, <laughs> Tom Brady. Brady. Like, I mean, yeah. you never yeah. you never know what one of these late not round guys are going to get. Though. Well, that is true, but you never know what one of these <laughs> late round guys are going to do. Yeah. You know, they could always yeah. come out and just surprise you. Yeah, definitely still not a small school, but I, I, I 100% agree with you. It's, it all comes down to work ethic. Yeah. By the way, at that size, I just want you guys to know, um, I, th- I think his 40 time was like 4'8". Like, yeah, that's if I'm not that, that's insane. So for his size, that's really good. Um, but there you go, guys. Those are some quarterbacks. Uh, let us know, man. Let us know what you guys think as far as Carson Strong, Bailey Zappi, and Cole Kelly goes. If you haven't seen Cole Kelly, literally just go watch some game film, man. You're just going to get really excited to see this guy move. Um, and you'll know who it is because he literally is like a foot taller than everybody else on the field. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it's a lot of fun. But guys, thanks again for hanging out with us and listening to another episode of the Football Monsters podcast. And uh, we'll catch you next time. All right. See you guys. Forgotten, creeping in the dark, waiting for you.